Welcome back to another episode of BC Buckets Podcast. Uh, I'm Bobby Beach Patterson here with head men's basketball coach Mark Svigera. Coach, how we doing? Doing all right, Bobby. How was your weekend? Pretty good. Yeah, just uh, spent it uh, giving out some some candy, some trick or treaters here on Halloween on Sunday. Yourself? You know, we got back late from Kansas and got a little yard work done and kind of wrapping up stuff from the Benedictine game and, and looking ahead to this coming week and, and what we've got going on this week. So nothing too crazy. For sure. You, uh, you and the missus get a lot of trick-or-treaters in your neck of the woods, or how does Halloween normally go? Well, you can call me a Halloween Scrooge if you'd like, but we don't give out candy. We have a, we have a neighbor that does enough for the whole block. They go all out with the decorations, and so – I peek out the window and see what they got going on. But uh, a lot of the, a lot of the years I'm actually gone for games or whatever. And, and so we generally don't know. Gotcha. You just keep the lights off and just let them pass on by or what? That's right. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't believe Halloween. Okay. Fair enough. Reminds me of that scene off big daddy when he goes into the house and the guy's just giving out the watch and the cereal <laughs> left and right. But. Well, yeah, Coach, you mentioned it, uh, obviously. Uh, Briarcliff, uh, this last Saturday, went down to Atchison, Kansas, played a, a really good and balanced uh, Benedictine team and uh, came out on the short end here 90-76. to 76, And I know, Coach, uh, just watching that first half, kind of got off to a little bit of a slower start, but guys kind of answered the call there after that first time out, I thought, uh, and made a little bit of a push there, ended up being down 15 at halftime. But, I mean, you look at it, it's a shot the bell real – ball really well I thought um outplayed them uh in the second half uh kind of give us your insight on what uh, what you saw out of that first road trip from the guys well you know I think overall the the moral of the story is you go on the road against a good team and you dig yourself a hole it's really hard to dig out of that and you know like we talked about last week Benedictine is a very good team very good program and we knew going in they were they were going to be tough to guard they're really balanced they have a couple of really good guards, a couple of good big guys who can play inside and outside. And, you know, we, that assessment was accurate. They were, they were really hard to guard. And I, I thought at times we did some good things overall. I think we were a little disappointed with our defensive performance. Uh, and in watching the film, a lot of fixable things, you know, whether it was a ball screen coverage, whether it was some, some one-on-one defensive breakdowns, those really, really hurt us. Um, you know, offensively, you shoot 59% from the field. We're probably going to win that game a lot. But uh, we, we have to get our defense shored up a little bit right now. And it's, it's a lot of fixable little things. It's not, you know, it's not 18 different things that, that we're having issues with. It's, it's a couple fundamental things we need to be more consistent with. And, you know, like I said, that's that's a really good team. That's a team that I would anticipate competes at the top of their conference all season long. And and when you're on the road, digging that hole is just really tough to to dig out of. Well, you know, uh, Coach Figueroa, looking back on it, I know you go down there, 15 out of their 17 or 18 or so guys that, that dressed are juniors or seniors coming back, really experienced team. And you guys uh, cause them for 14 turnovers and only commit 10 yourself. So had to be pretty uh, happy that way. Uh, really nice seeing Connor Groves bounce back. Uh, seemed like he kind of got into a rhythm, shot the ball a lot better. What is it at halftime, though, you guys talked about? I know big road trip, uh, get some experience, solid team like that, down 15. 
kind of walk us through what that halftime uh, talk was kind of like. And, I mean, you did outplay him in the second half. Are you just kind of looking at small things like, hey, let's go out and win the second half? Or what's kind of the message there? Well, I think first the message was, you know, we need to be dialed in, ready to go from the get-go in the second half because I, for whatever reason, I don't know that we were completely locked in defensively to start the game and maybe offensively either. You know, we, we had a pick-six turnover on our first possession of the game, and we, we needed to come out a lot stronger in the second half. And so we made a little tweak on a ball screen coverage, um, talked about a couple offensive things we wanted to look at. But it was more about we had to have a fast start. We needed to get a couple stops early, um, try to maybe create a couple extra turnovers so we could get easy points out of it. And, you know, you look at the second half, we played pretty good basketball, especially on the offensive end. You know, we shot we shot over 60% in the second half. And you mentioned a couple guys already. You know, Connor Groves had a great game. And, you know, as anybody who's watched this the last couple of years knows, he's, he's capable of going off at any point. I thought Jaden Klein-Hessling uh, did some really good things offensively for us. And then, you know, obviously, Kyle Borhave had another really good game. Uh, I think he finished with 21 points. And, you know, we were able to run a lot of our offense through him. And, and Kyle did a pretty good job of obviously attacking, getting some points for himself, but also not forcing it, kicking the ball out, finding a couple open shots for other guys as well. And so there, there's a lot we can build off in that game, you know, I think the grand overarching thing is what I already said. You, you don't want to do yourself in that hole. Um, but offensively, there's some things we saw that we can continue to work on. Defensively, I, I just think it exposed some things that we're not necessarily 100% good at right now that we need to be. And, you know, that was, as we practiced today, that was, that was kind of our focal point was defensive. Just, it's not an effort issue. It's nothing like that. It's, couple of reckless gambles that lead to easy points. It's, you know, one-on-one. We just – we did not do a great job uh, defending in one-on-one situations. And, you know, part of that falls on the guy guarding the basketball. But, you know, we play a team defense. It's not a one-on-one thing. And, and when somebody gets beat, we need their next guy ready to help, uh, whether that's a switch, whether it's just helping get back to your own guy. Uh, we just we kind of left each other out on an island and didn't help each other as much as we need to. And that's, you know, this whole week, that's going to be something we're really focused on as we practice. And, you know, these first couple of days, really focus on ourselves. Eventually, we'll, we'll start to prepare for the weekend's games here in a couple of days. Right, yeah. And, and you had touched on it and said there's a few things got to obviously clean up here in practice this week. And, yeah, it's got to be a quick turnaround. And, and we mentioned it here in the first episode uh, a couple of weeks ago, but a really big boy uh, non-conference schedule that you guys have, have set up here uh, this season for the guys. I know this weekend uh, going over to Indiana, another huge road trip, uh, taking on Indiana Wesley this Friday, and then Saturday turning around and playing IU East. Uh, and for anyone that's familiar with NAIA basketball, they know both of those programs are obviously very well known around the country, uh, n- normally nationally ranked on the top 25 every single year, especially now uh, being in one division. Uh, so kind of talk about those games first, I guess, starting with uh, Indiana Wesleyan. And, and maybe before you do that, touch on what it is and why the reason is for the, for the really tough uh, non-conference schedule for the guys here before GFAC play. Well, I, I, it's, it's twofold. You know, I, I, I think we have a team that has a chance to be pretty good this year. And I wanted to really challenge us early on in the season because, you know, next week we're going to be talking about our first GPAC game. When we, when we do next week's podcast and, 
you know, we open up with Concordia, who's been really good the last couple of years, and we're going to jump right into a high-intensity game to open up GPAC play. And I don't want I don't want the first time we're in a tense situation to be in our GPAC opener. I want to I want to test our guys a little bit, see where we're at, and you know, like I told them after after Saturday in a loss, you know, Benedictine is you know they're a preseason top twenty team. That's a, a national tournament caliber team no doubt about it and you know in the long run we're going to be better for playing that game we absolutely would have loved to win uh wish we would have you know started the game a little better to give ourselves a chance for that but in the long run I think that that helps us out and and this weekend's no different you look at Indiana Wesleyan in the last decade I don't know that you could find a, a team that's had more success at the NAI level and, you know, IU East on, on the back end of the weekend, you know, they've been to a couple Final Fours, unfortunately, both at our expense um, in the last few years here. And so that's two really good programs, two well-coached teams. Um, you know, haven't dug into a ton of film on either of them yet, but they're both going to be very good opponents and, and we're going to be tested in different ways both nights. And I think the other part of it is, there's been a lot of changes in the NAIA where strength schedule is a factor. Now there's an RPI system. That's a that's a factor. And, you know, it pays in the long run to, to challenge yourself and play good teams. And so that's why we've done that. I want us to be prepared for GPAC games. And, you know, we go, we go win a couple of these games and, and we're going to be feeling pretty good about ourselves. For sure. And I know, uh, I guess first talking about Indiana Wesleyan here, obviously uh, losing a big time player such as Kyle Mangus, uh, that was really instrumental in their big run here the last uh, four or five years now. Uh, ha have some good returners and, and solid guys coming back. I know the Maxwell guys coming back. So as far as each game this weekend, starting with Indiana Wesleyan, another big time road trip for the guys. What is it in particular you're maybe looking for in that uh, to kind of help build on from this last weekend and continue moving in the right direction with this squad? Well, I think I think it just starts with our our defensive execution and you know being ready to. And Indiana Wesleyan is going to be good size, so they're going to they're going to try to throw the ball inside. But they've also, you know, I think they they shot an average of 23 threes their first two games over the weekend here. So they, they can really shoot it in, um, you know, and, and so they're going to be good. They have a couple of transfers that are nice players that weren't there a year ago. Um, but it's, it's a program that, that obviously we have a lot of respect for, but I think our, our challenge this week is to prepare to defend at a high level and, and you know, a good offensive team, you're not going to, you're not going to just hold them down and lock people down. It, it just doesn't work like that in the NAI. The, the offense is so good, but uh, we need to clean up a couple of the detail things, take away a couple easy baskets, win a couple more rebounds. I thought that really hurt us over the weekend as well, but uh, you know, and then you, 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 you change gears to IU East. They play a little bit different. Uh, definitely want to get up and down the floor. Uh, pretty aggressive defensively. They'll press us uh, a lot of drive and kick. And, you know, what I've always been impressed with with IU East, we've played them twice um, in the past six years here in, in national tournament settings. Is I just always thought they play with a really high intensity. I think they communicate incredibly well on the floor. And, you know, just like Indiana Wesleyan, they're going to be really well coached. And so we're, we're going into a foreign environment. You know, I, I don't think Briarcliffs ever played Indiana Wesleyan before. And I don't think we've ever played there in our history. 
Uh, but it's, it's a great opportunity to go compete with, with high level teams. Um, you know, obviously we, we want to be in a position where a couple minutes left in the game, we've got a chance to win it. And, and that's our time to go execute what we do and, and see what happens. So we're, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a nice, nice quick drive over to Indiana, but uh, we're looking forward to it. It should be a great weekend. And, you know, I, I told the guys after the game Saturday too, it's, you know, we were all disappointed. We're all competitors and, you know, frustrated that we lost, probably disappointed in some, some things that we could have done better, but man, these road trips, you got to enjoy each other. You got to enjoy that time you have together. And, you know, when, when you're my age and you're 15, 20 years removed from it, you know, it's not always necessarily the games that you miss. It's just being around your teammates. It's hanging out with the guys. And, you know, when you've got an 11 hour road trip, you got a lot of time to do that this weekend. So, you know, we want, we just want, we want to make sure we enjoy each other and, and have fun with it. You know, we don't, we're not going to look at it as, Oh man, we got an 11 hour drive. It's no, we get to be on the bus for a while. We're going to stop and practice on the way, you know, we're going to eat some good food, Bobby. And, uh, you know, that, that's how we're going to approach this weekend. For sure. And for those uh, want to tune in, I know Friday here, November 5th, uh, Briarcliff tips off uh, with Indiana Wesleyan here. Uh, going to Marion, Indiana, that's tip off Fridays at 6 p.m. Uh, and then turn around here Saturday, November 6th. Uh, and that tip off against Indiana University Youth um, is at 3 p.m. So make sure you go to uh, the Briarcliff Athletics uh, webpage, go to the schedule, click the watch button. Hey Bobby, just FYI, they they are in Eastern Time Zone. Those are those are local times. So anybody okay. watching Sioux City or in in our area, that's actually five o'clock on on Friday and three o'clock. Excuse me, two o'clock on Saturday. Those are local times for them. Yep, yep. Good call. Completely forgot about that. Yeah. So yep, uh, Sioux City time on uh, local time here. Five o'clock on Friday. Tip off Indiana Wesleyan, and then Saturday, two o'clock tip off. Uh, against IUE here. So, yeah, really big-time road trip again here for the Briarcliff men's basketball team early in the season, uh, gearing up. Really excited to see what those guys uh, bring to Marion here this weekend. So with that, uh, it's my privilege to introduce our guest here on this episode. I know a guy who, who's big-time in the program. I had the privilege of being around for a year. Uh, good friend of mine here, Mr. Kyle Borhave. Kyle, how's it going, man? <laughs> it's going well. Yeah. What's how uh, how was the Halloween weekend? You uh, did you dress up or, or do anything here over the weekend when you got back? Didn't really dress up. Was on the bus from uh, Atchison, but yeah, didn't really do too much on Sunday. Just kind of watched some football. All my football teams went down, and basically everyone's on the team went down. I know Nebraska lost, my Iowa Hawkeyes lost, the Vikings lost, Michigan lost. It was just tough, a tough weekend for the football <laughs> teams. <here. laughs> it was a tough weekend, but Briarcliff football won. Be a, but yeah, let's throw that out there. It did, yeah. Big, big win from Briarcliff football here. I know they beat uh, Dakota Westing 20 to 14. So, back to back wins for the Briarcliff football team. Quick shout out to them, big time. So, uh, well, Kyle, hey, jumping in here. I know uh, last year coming back, uh, having that year off, and a couple big questions I have for you. I mean, right away from the get go. Um, what's it been like for you here this first two games after having that time off and, and kind of getting your feet wet? Has it been a big, uh, big transition? You kind of got the lungs uh, back and feet underneath you. Can kind of walk uh, the people through that here a little bit these first couple of games. In. Uh, it's been incredible. I mean, last year it was just hard watching my friends out there just out on the court. And I mean, it was that first game back, I it was like one of the first games I was really, really nervous about besides the national tournament my freshman year. But 
it was just awesome being back out there and I love being out there with the guys and uh yeah I can't wait for the rest of the season how it's going to turn out and I'm excited for sure yeah obviously off to a really good start 24 in that first game uh, against Bellevue and then 21 over the weekend here against Benedictine so I know a big question I was kind of thinking to myself that I wanted to ask you coming in here so in your position and I have to give you a big kudos because um, as me being on an opposite uh, GPAC bench the entire year, watching a lot of film and obviously being there for some games, I see you in person and on all these films. Obviously, big kudos to you. Big time, big time cheerleader last year. Really good teammate. And that speaks volume to you on who you are. I mean, obviously, I know you personally. That's obviously eating at you. You wanted to be out there last year, couldn't, but you did everything in your power, whether it be making practices more competitive and just being there at the guys in the game atmosphere. Coming into this year and having last year behind you now, when you watch, because obviously, like you know, and Coach Figuera knows, there's some big-time dudes that are post players in the G-Pack. You've got Mason Walters and Jameson. You've got Van Callsbeek at, at, uh, at Northwestern. You've got Trey Brown coming back for his fifth year at Morningside. Do you, from last year, kind of watch them and pick pieces and kind of develop a little bit more about them that you're going to bring in this year? Kind of, kind of walk me through that and how your game plan is going into this season as we slowly inch forward to G-back play. Uh, well, yeah, most definitely, like, pick pieces from their game. And, yeah, it really sucked not being out there. But, like, you know, I'd try to help Q uh, just be like, hey, try this out or, you know, just anything like that. And, um, you know – it really sucked not being out there, but yeah, I'd, like during the game, I'd be like, oh, I can do this next year, or like, you know, I can try this out, and you know, I just try to be the best, like, coach for the team as I could be, and yeah. For sure, and obviously having to get your feedback underneath you for this year, would you say that it gives you a little bit of advantage uh, when you can kind of sit back and watch those guys and say, okay, I kind of noticed your tendencies from last year, maybe not a whole lot has changed here and there from this year. Do you kind of give yourself an advantage in that aspect of saying, all right, I had a year to, to practice and make myself better, and now I'm, now I'm finally on the floor doing that coming into these types of games? Yeah, uh, I'd say it's an advantage. I mean, and you watch film on them too, and you kind of get that. And I'd say a big part is, you know, obviously I was on scout team last year, and I had to play their role to, to make uh, the players better on our team, you know. So, I mean, just playing their game and seeing what they do, you know, just – I think I'd have an advantage over that. For sure. And I know another thing I was curious about is, so Briarcliff people may not be used to the length and size uh, that the Briarcliff team this year started with, um, so to speak. When you have Quentin Vasa, who was a starting five-man last year, who now is playing more of the four role and you're coming in as the five, and you guys can obviously switch between the four and the five. Kind of talk about the chemistry you two have and, and what that size and athleticism and, and – uh, uh, agility does for the team this year uh, I think we have a great chemistry you know um, just being out there together uh, did you lead the team in assists last year I believe so or, he was close he was first or second for sure yeah uh, you know I know as soon as I like post up or anything I know he can give me the ball inside and I know all his actions and all that stuff and just playing against them in practice every day last year I mean uh, we got a great chemistry going on on defense. We can basically switch everything because we're practically the same defender. And, uh, yeah, uh, basically interchangeable. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I would add to that, you know, it's, it's even at times for me, 
been a little strange because it's it's just a little different than what we've done the last four years where we've pretty much always played four guards and forward. You know, I don't know that any of our our, our post players or five men have been what you would call a traditional back-to-the-basket post-up player. They all have been a lot more versatile than that. And now, you know, Q and Kyle both are, are more forward-type players, can both play on the perimeter, can both play outside a little bit. And so it's been just trying to find different ways to, you know, if, if Kyle starts a possession out on the perimeter, how are we going to get him into the post where he's pretty good? Or, you know, if, if Q starts on the perimeter and gets a smaller defender on him, how are we going to get him into the post and get Kyle back out to the perimeter? So it's, it's taken some tinkering. You know, we, we messed with that in practices last year at times. But tell you what, from a defensive versatility and defensive length, obviously it's, it's a luxury that we haven't had just having two guys out there that are six, seven, six, eight, as opposed to, you know, we were playing a guy six, two in that spot last year. And we still do that at times, but just gives us a little more versatility. And, uh, you know, obviously Kyle's offense has been a, a big boost for us here for sure in the first two games, but that's something, you know, we're, we're expecting a big season out of Kyle later. Right. And, and I do want to jump back to Kyle. And, and I know obviously had the, the road trip here on Saturday to Benedictine. What has it been like for you? I know you went on some, some road trips last year, but kind of going on road trips now saying, all right, like I'm a bigger role this year. I'm playing and, and, and not maybe necessarily the games, but what is it in road trips um, that you enjoy the most uh, kind of being back with the guys here? Oh, it's just being with the guys like on the bus, in the hotels. It's just being around them and uh, trying to get everyone going during the games and stuff. It's, it's always a blast. I mean, uh, when I took that year break, that was the thing I missed the most was like that family atmosphere. I just missed my guys, you know? And uh, yeah, I think like last weekend, I know we lost, but I had, I had a really fun time, you know? And uh, that's what I missed. And I'm looking forward to so much more. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Are you, are you another guy that likes to, to play cards in the bus or what's your traditional, I, I guess, quote unquote, uh, road trip routine? Uh, it kind of depends on the rest of the bus. If everyone else, like if it's late and everyone else is sleeping, just go on, just listen to some music, scroll through Twitter, scroll through TikTok. But others, I mean, we just kind of chit chat. I, I haven't really played a lot of cards this year, but, uh, yeah, not, not too much. Don't have plenty of chances, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, is that so much just feeling on the bus and what they're doing, or is that so much just kind of being a little intimidated on who's playing cards and, and how that's all going to go? Oh, not intimidation, because I'd feel bad if I played because I went all the time. But, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of feeling out the bus, you know. <laughs> we talked to Matt Stillwell last week, and he was kind of talking and, and bragging on, on, his, on his card game a little bit, and Coach Figuera kind of – put him back in his place. How would you say your card game skills are, Kyle? Can you kind of hang with uh, everyone on the team or what's your insight? There? Oh, it's great. I, I really don't play cards that often, but uh, when I do, I mean, pretty good, pretty solid. I've got a couple wins under my belt. Yeah, I'm pretty solid. I, I could definitely be still well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know, Kyle, I, another question I had here for you. So uh, you being uh, kind of a local kid coming from Sheldon, um, and you and Jay and Klein has been coming the same year. Your guys' first year both kind of thrusted in uh, some big roles, uh, part of that national tournament team that made a, a solid run there. 
how would you say, or would you say you took anything from that season and, and having uh, to be put in that new role and to get the, all that experience and how maybe that's transferred over into your practices last year and this season? Have you maybe noticed anything that you want to learn from or continue to grow on or, or kind of walk about uh, and talk about that experience of having that national tournament team first year and, and then where you're at now? Uh, well, for me, it, it's really different because obviously that first year, I mean, you have Eric, Jay, and Jackson, and so much more, you know, like, for me, just a little freshman, just working on, like, okay, how can I get them open, you know, I'm setting screens, I'm setting flare screens, you know, I'm just trying to rebound, kick it back out to them, you know, I wasn't really looking to, like, score, be, like, so much of a playmaker, because those guys, some of the greatest playmakers I've ever played with, you know, so, uh, I mean, that was me as, like, a player, but, um, now just like practicing I do want to be more of like a leader like Eric was a great leader you know he got hurt and like honestly I just thought about him a lot last year when like I couldn't play because like he was on crutches behind the bench coaching everyone up and I just wanted to coach everyone up and uh yeah so so tell us a few things I mean obviously there might be some people who um, or just seeing Kyle Borave um, for the first time with some maybe of the new families that are coming in. Just remind us and tell us again, what are some things that people can expect and look forward to, to watching Kyle Borave do on the floor uh, this year? Uh, you know, I'm kind of a high energy guy. Uh, the, you know, you saw, I brought back the raise the roof a couple of times, you know, I like to bring out the energy. Uh, tough physical, you know, I want to get rebounds and I just want to help, my guys out. I mean, scoring, I don't really care about as much. It's just whatever I can do to make the team win, you know? I want to make For it far. Sure. What's, uh, what's the pregame playlist looking like? What uh, What's some things that you got to listen to to kind of get yourself ready for, for the game? Ooh. <laughs> Maybe like some old Kanye West, a little bit of Biggie Smalls, uh, you know, some stuff I would – listen to with my brother way back then and uh I don't know sometimes I just switch it up and like gotta play back in black for the Hawkeyes you know just, just a couple different ones but mostly a little bit of rap like Drake and Kanye and stuff like that and yeah but that's basically it you have the best musical playlist on the team or who's got the best uh the best players on the team would you say who's who's on aux before in the locker room before the game gets going well, VC always claims it before any of us can, and rightfully so. He, he's good. VC's got a good playlist. You know, Sammy's got a good playlist. Jaden's playlist is different. Got the Nicki Minaj, Starships, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I could definitely be on Ox. Which coach on this year's team has the best musical selection playlist? <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually uh, – on Forbes's bus quite a bit and he just plays his music to the max volume on the way down there so uh you get used to his music pretty uh frequently and then Sfigaro plays his for the 6 a.m practices and kind of gets us going and I really don't like like the music that much at 6 a.m in the morning <laughs> but uh oh man it's kind of a toss-up to what mood I'm in you know but Sorry, Sugar, I got to give it to Forbes. <laughs> but that's because you're young and you don't know any better. 
<laughs> and at, at some point in your life, you're going to really learn to appreciate Slipknot at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> I mean, I know you played Biggie on the bus for a little bit, so I mean, I would have enjoyed yeah. Yeah, I would have enjoyed that. I, yeah, we, we, we mix it up. <laughs> yeah, I will I will 100% say one of my uh, favorite times was Figueroa's music was not at 6 a.m. It was actually in the national tournament. Uh, actually, your freshman year, Kyle, we were going to Noodles and Company, and me and Ethan Urban decided to go with uh, with Figueroa, and we drove separately. and We, uh, we blared a little Wu-Tang Clan on the way there. So that was my first big taste. Of That's right. Cash rules yeah. everything around me. Cream. <laughs> Kyle, is there anything maybe you wanna you wanna talk about or anything like that? I'm just really excited for the season. I mean, I missed it. I mean, that first game back two years and not playing, being out there, uh, it's a great feeling, you know, hearing that crowd. Finally we have a crowd again, you know. It's it's you know, get get you chills, get you goosebumps and uh it's a really fun time and I'm really excited for the season. I lied. I do have one question. And for those that don't know, Kyle's high school coach is a really good friend of mine, Eric Mason. We were college teammates. So, Kyle, who, when they're fired up, is funnier to make fun of because of the things they do or say when they're really fired up, me or, me or Mason? Um, when you're yelling, like, vocally, you – are funnier, but Mason's in-game like actions are funnier. The the leg stomp, the leg stop spin, the uh, the all that. Mason's got that, but vocally you're kind of funnier. <laughs> Who's got more of an aggressive leg stomp? Ooh, uh, I mean both of them. I <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'd, I'd still have to give it to Spigaro, but because he's been pretty bad before. <laughs> right, that's right, Mason. And I, I could hear I could hear the leg sound a lot louder when the gyms were empty from COVID. So I mean, that's true. <laughs> another another reason Kyle's glad that uh, that the fans are back. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. I don't I don't have anything else uh, for Kyle unless you do here, Coach. No, you're you're good, Kyle. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate you, Kyle. All right. See you, buddy. Well, appreciate Kyle uh, joining us here, a, a great young man. And I know a lot of Briarcliff fans are happy to see him back. Uh, maybe not a lot of GPAC uh, opposing teams, but uh, really glad that Kyle's back. Obviously, these first two games, uh, really bringing it with 24 and 21. So it's, it's awesome to have him back. So appreciate him joining. And now we're going to move into our life rules uh, side of things. And I know, Coach, you're pretty excited about uh, this week's life rule. Well, I don't know about excited. I mean, it kind of irritated me yesterday. But, uh, you know, here, here's the hot take life rule of the day. I already said I'm not a big Halloween guy. And there comes a point, like, when you reach adulthood that I just can't get on board with an adult going to Hy-Vee grocery shopping on a Sunday dressed up as a Ghostbuster or something like that. And I was at the grocery store yesterday. It was busy, packed, they ran out of carts. And it's just like, there's like 10 people dressed up for Halloween. Like, it's at the grocery store. What are you doing? You know, you're not yep. trick-or-treating with your little kids, which I can, I can appreciate that. But you're at, you're at Hy-Vee on Sunday. What do you need to dress up for Halloween for that for? Just do it later. Not a, no, I'm not about Halloween. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <laughs> 
All right. Well, now we're going to roll into our uh, our shout outs uh, side of things here. So, uh, Coach, you want to start us off with uh, your shout out of the week here? I'm going to give my shout out to the underappreciated people of our program. That's our student coaches, uh, Marco Balderas and, and Thomas Hensley. And as you know, Bobby, travel can be well. Travel is absolutely more stressful for the student coaches than it is for the, for the players because they have a lot of stuff to remember. Whether it's the timeout stools red jerseys for shoot around laundry bags, all that stuff. And, you know, we had a pretty flawless uh, first road trip and, and those guys just like you did take a lot of crap for me. And uh, they just kind of take it in stride they, they do a lot for our program that, that makes things go behind the scenes. And so shout out to Marco and Tom. For sure. Yeah. Definitely know how that goes and, and how much details and everything in time it takes to get things ready. So yeah, big shout out to those guys. Another big test for them specifically this week with the, with the long road trip to Indiana, but if anyone can get it done, it's definitely those two. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to former uh, Briarcliff alumni and basketball player, Josh Belling. Uh, Josh Belling currently living in Omaha is about T minus nine or 10 days away from actually becoming a dad. Uh, so big time stuff for him and his wife, Taylor, I uh, want to give a huge shout out to him and best of luck with them. I know he's going to be an awesome dad, uh, good parents there. So I want to give a good shout out to my, my guy, Josh Belling. Right on. Well, that's going to do it for this week's uh, episode of BC Buckets podcast. Uh, like I said here this weekend, uh, Friday, November 6th, or excuse me, Friday, November 5th, uh, at five o'clock local time, the Briarcliff Chargers will take on Indiana Wesleyan. And, and then Saturday, November 6th, they will take on at two o'clock, IU East. So make sure you tune into those. Some big time matchups here. Another big road test here for the Chargers. So make sure you tune into that. And Coach, best of luck to you guys uh, here again on the next road trip. Thanks, Bobby. We'll see you next week. Sounds good. Take care, everyone.